up guys welcome back to another episode of inside the crazy ant farm holy moly it is episode 63 this week man yeah, you heard that right 63 yeah 63 weeks in a row bro that's crazy that is crazy they let us keep going yeah. they really do they like us uh, they really like us <laughs> oh my goodness but we got a special one for you guys this week we have an interview jam-packed show we have jackson douglas coming on from Gilmore Girls and Camille Chen coming on from yesterday. Yeah, this is going to be epic. As you guys know, we were out in LA, so we've been pretty busy. So we're bringing you this special edition all interview show. But we got two great interviews, like yeah, you said. Seriously. So this is going to be a fun one, guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And your hosts this week are J Lo Fantastic and The Mouth. What up? Oh, man, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, let's get this thing started. All right, now it is time for our guest segment. We got the one and only. Jackson Douglas coming on the show today. You might know him from Gilmore Girls. Oh, man. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Our first uh, Gilmore guy on yep. the show. Yeah. So excited about that. Yeah. Lil Cam, excited. He's very excited. Lil Aren't Cam you? has seen um, uh, Gilmore Girls each episode like, like 78 a, 11 times. times. Yeah. It's it's like 10 or 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fine. So, it's fine. This is going to be great, though. He's it a is. lot of fun. I mean, there's a just a massive block mm-hmm. of... Gilmore Girls fans out yeah. there, especially and Gilmore guys. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you know. Like everybody yeah. is like, oh, you know, you watch Gilmore Girls, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's yeah. this huge block of guys that are huge fans. Yeah. So this is gonna be really fun. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun because I mean, he's over in Barcelona right now, so shall yeah, be interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yes. All right, Jackson Douglas, how are you today? Oh, man. Well, first of all, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We are glad you are joining us today. Oh, I'm going to take this little pod over here. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, listen, listen our, our fans and listeners are, like, excited about this one. We have a massive block of Gilmore Girls fans, and when we said you were coming on, they were they just started unloading. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty pumped about this one. <laughs> um. All of us here at, at at the podcast are huge fans of Gilmore Girls, uh, so we're excited as well. I mean, this is this is a good one. You're, you're the first. We're like I said, we're, we really wanted to highlight. It's Gilmore Girls, but we really kind of wanted to highlight the guys of Gilmore Girls. So uh, we. so we're thrilled that you're the first one um and i mean who better right jackson i mean come on um so i guess let's just jump right in we're uh, my first question i guess would be were you aware when it started that it was going to become the huge phenomena that it did i mean it's got like one of the biggest followings i've ever seen yeah seriously Yeah, yeah. Well, and and not to mention, I mean, it started off at the WB, you know, before the even the transition to the CW. The old <laughs> exactly. So I mean, it was limited as to who could even get it. So I mean, that from the get go, it was kind of hard to find an audience, I would guess. But and then it just out of nowhere. I mean, I think it's a huge credit though to to yourself and the rest of the cast and the writing by uh, Amy and Dan because I think once people found it, that it was a quickly addictive show. Yes, if you could keep up with it. 
If you can, yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, to be honest, it's one of the main reasons I loved it so much. All the pop culture references and the speedy, witty dialogue. I just loved every second of it. So. Uh, yeah honestly it's, it's so true it was so and you know i talk about that a lot too it's it was so ahead of its time yeah where I, I really do think that i just think if this thing was on right now on any of the streaming services i think it would be when you guys would be winning emmys left and right i mean it it was just ahead of its time and i think it was a brilliant show so how did how did it all come about for you i mean how, how does one end up in stars hollow Yeah, I, well, I would say so. I mean, for I think all of us can agree. I mean, you're, the the comical timing that you had, and and what you were able to do back and forth. Yeah, I I loved every second of it. I mean, because for me, a lot of times I felt like while Jackson was being completely serious, it was some of the most hysterical stuff I had ever seen. You know, <laughs> this is a guy wholeheartedly believing, like, no, I'm being serious right now, but you couldn't help but laugh. I mean, it was it was great. <laughs> That's fantastic. And what's funny is that, well, maybe I'm just funny when I'm angry. Because even when I try to yell at my kids, if they're not going to bed or whatever, and I come in and I have to, you know, kind of lay down the law, they just look at me and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's TV, but as far as being an effective disciplinarian, I don't know how well it works. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So would you say then there's a, I, I'm getting the feeling there's probably a lot of you in Jackson and vice versa. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, probably. I think it's, you know, um, it's Amy's skill as a writer and, and the rest of the writers on the show that are, will, you know, are able to take some of the aspects of my personality and, and identify them and then just kind of turn them up to 11. That's good. That's yeah, I agree. I mean, the writing is I, I cannot stress enough the writing on that show and how incredible that was. Yeah. Um, what was it like? Uh, nearly funny in real life. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe you are. I mean, come on. Your Twitter handle is Jackson Veggies. Right. You clearly <laughs> have a sense of humor. So I have a sense of humor. Yes. I have the foundation. I have what, what it takes. But, you know, it's the writing that really puts it all over the edge. 
uh, agreed. I, I mean, I, I do think it, and you guys, uh, like I say, I can't stress enough the cast because well, the writing is brilliant, but you have to have a cast that can pull off that writing. And I think that you guys did a brilliant job with that. Cause as you said, I mean, if you could keep up, I mean, that's the type of dialogue and the type scenes and the stuff that you guys did week in and week out that a lot of talent yeah. couldn't keep up with. I mean, that, that it's impressive. Yeah, that's a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. My lines the old-fashioned way and just blurt out things without thinking about it. Because if I started thinking about it, I would invariably slow down, cut, and they say, "Okay, you gotta speed it up." <laughs> <laughs> well, which which makes me think of an article I read researching for the show today and everything about like uh, your least favorite scene. I think you said was the one where uh, the kid fell and hurt their arm on the playground, and you just had this like tongue twister of a scene. Right? That was awful. <laughs> I thought somebody was mad at me. I literally thought that Amy or Dan or one of the writers was mad at me to give me that scene because it was, it was, I, could, I just couldn't get it out. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be done in one take, and I think there's two cuts in it or something. Just couldn't get it out. Oh, man. Yeah, but I mean, that, that was like huge. That was a lot of dialogue. Yeah. One, one cut, man, that would have been impressive. Like, seriously. Oh, look, though, let me tell it's it's got to be one of the most memorable scenes of the show because I, it, when we were researching and I brought it up, Emily was like, oh, yeah, Ducky and Froggy. I know, like, <laughs> it was like immediate. She knew right what it was. Um, it, it's definitely one of those things I think that That's sticks with people. Because, to be fair, I've seen the show more times than you can count, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Emily has at least seen every episode, like, 80 times i swear it's it's like it's insane but um it's just that show though it's one of those shows i'm telling you um what was i gotta ask turn it off uh, yeah it's hard to turn it off it, it sucks you right in and, and yeah you just keep watching and Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is my favorite episode. No, this one's my favorite episode. Yeah, it's one of those shows. Exactly. So I got to ask, I mean, our fans and listeners would kill us if we don't ask. What was it like working with Melissa McCarthy? Um, Because, I mean, people want to know what's she really like. And you guys seem to have had just an unbelievable chemistry there. Um, I, I thought the back and forth between you guys and the growth of the characters over the seven seasons was just phenomenal. So what was that like working with her? And, and it showed. Like I said, I mean, I, I thought it was brilliant. And you guys were just phenomenal on screen. So that had to be a question I asked because it just worked so well. Which brings up one point. We were discussing, and then we have a little question for you. And maybe you can clear this up because we all thought this was kind of interesting. As the show ended its initial run, you guys were going to have a baby. You, uh, Jackson and Suki were going to have the baby, the third, the third child. And when the revival comes back, Emily brought up the fact that the third child is somehow never mentioned. We don't know whether it was a boy or a girl. We don't know, like, what happened with the third kid, Jackson? I think, I think <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Lots of theories that are going around about it. 
I actually get the vasectomy? Did I get it reversed? <laughs> uh, and you know what? I, I We never knew what it was intended to be, but I know that Melissa's schedule didn't allow her to do much in the show. Right. And I think they wanted her for more, and so there probably would be a lot more had her availability been more. I see. Okay. It didn't. It didn't work out that way, and so I think a lot of stuff just kind of had to be hacked, and with you know, can't really no time to write around it because it was all written before we even started shooting it. Right. Right. That's interesting. Uh, but I mean, it had been like kind of like one of those things that was it's in the works, but it's not and it is and it's not. And I mean, I guess Amy and Dan kind of had this whole thing planned for the for, from the get go. Right. And then it just finally got the green light much to, you know, the delight of all the fans. You mean for the revival? Right. No, I don't think so, because we were we were in Austin doing a panel for the ATX, the Austin Television Festival. And, you know, the question was asked, like, are we, you know, are you ever going to do another one? And and Amy very seriously said, look, if we could, we absolutely would. But you have to understand that people move on to other jobs and scheduling and availability and an outlet. And it really was not an idea until it was. Oh, well, okay. We'll see that now. That's good to know because I, I almost everybody I talked to and everybody that we kind of hear from was under the idea that they had this whole thing planned and were just waiting for somebody to give an avenue. So that's great to hear that that wasn't the case. Um. So okay, which as far as I know, I you know I don't think so. You know, it wasn't. It, it was there was there was no talk of it. There was no discussion. It was just you know until. Netflix came along and just changed the face of television. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which leads to my next question, because uh, Reed Hastings and Ted Sarandos both have said they would love to have another one. Um, and I, so now my, my question, would you be willing to come back? And, and what do you think the chances of seeing maybe even just like the last revival was just maybe a four episode, you know, year of do you do you think that's possible? Do you think that that could be coming anytime soon or? What do you think? It's, it's, I think it's, well, I mean, it, before the first revival, I would have said, no, no way. This, you know, it's just not possible. It's just not how we saw. Television just doesn't work that way. But it does now. You know, there's so many shows that get canceled on one ne- network, get picked up on another, on streaming or wherever, that, you know, it's just different now. And now it's anybody's guess and nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. If right things fall into place, then yeah, I don't think anybody would not want to do it. Well, that's good to hear. I, I'm sure all of our listeners just stood up and cheered. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the general consensus is everybody would like w- at least another season to come back and kind of see the progression of where everybody, you know, Suki comes back from the ret- uh, the retreat and, you know, what's Rory's baby going to be? And, you know, I'm sure everybody wants to know. So, sure. <laughs> I mean, it became such a part of everybody. It, it became a part of the family. Our family was your family and, and, and vice versa, and and I think everybody on the show, you know, it holds such a special place in our hearts that we 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 love it, and it is so much fun to do. It really is a good atmosphere, and like I say, it's not work; it's just a lot of fun, and and everybody would love to do it if if it works out. It's just really difficult. Than trying to plan a you know a Christmas dinner. <laughs> 
I bet. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Uh, well, and I think that goes to also all of you guys have been so successful away from Gilmore Girls. I got to imagine that the, the the scheduling and the timing makes it extremely difficult to try to pull everybody back together. But I love how you described it, though, as a family, because I really do feel like that's what attaches so many people to it. You kind of feel like you're a part of this world and a part of a family. That's that's I guess basically it's Stars Hollow. You feel like you're a part of Stars Hollow. And I think that was brilliantly done by everybody involved with the show to make that kind of a connection to the fan base. Yeah, and, and it's good storytelling. I mean, we knew all the characters so deeply. We knew their flaws, and we knew their joys, and we knew everybody so well. You know, that's one of the weirdest things is that, um, you know, when I get recognized, you know, someone will come up to me and just start talking to me as if they've known me for years, you know, and to them, they do. Yeah. But to me, I'm, who is this? <laughs> um, did I, was I in a coma for four years? Right. I, I don't remember. Am I supposed to know your name? Did we go to school together? Right, like you're in my personal bubble. Get out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, not that it's, it's not that it's intrusive. It's just that you just don't have the knowledge that, that this other person has. They really don't know me, but they know... Jackson, the character on TV, and, you know, I look identical to him, so, uh, you know, I've got to be him, right? So, they have all this knowledge coming into this relationship, so they have one side of the relationship, and so it's just odd not to. I mean, I'm used to it. I, I, I know what to, I know how to do it now, but, um, you know, in the beginning, it was just very odd to, people seemed crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's hilarious well I, you guys do do a really good job though of interacting with the fans i think you're 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 the entire cast has got to be some of the most fan friendly people i've ever seen in the industry we know where our bread is butter yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh it's good to hear because a lot of people don't so it's good to hear that that you guys are like that um so what what are you doing these days? Like I mean, we're all hoping for Jackson to return, obviously. But um, have you made a transition behind the camera? Are you writing uh, more acting? What's Jackson up to these days? You know, I mean, I directed a few episodes of Gilmore Girls because uh, during you know before I started acting on the show, I was actually in film school to be a trained to be a director because that's what I wanted to do. Ultimately, I mean since I was a little kid. So making that transition into directing the show was very helpful and very supportive in doing that. And I was doing that for a while, but then this opportunity to come to Barcelona came up and, you know, our kids were young and we just thought that, okay, now's the time to do it when neither of us, you know, myself or Alex has a job that's, you know, keeping us in the United States. Let's give our kids some world perspective mm-hmm. right and so we kind of came here and thought we were going to be here for a year and it turned into two and now we're on our third and i can't do what i don't know spanish well enough uh so i can't do what i did there here i guess you could kind of just say i'm kind of on a sabbatical right now but we're supposed to come back in june to the u.s and then um, we'll go from there 
Well, I mean, nothing wrong with that. I mean, well earned, I would say at this point. So enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I just love the, the whole, you seem like a, just a very laid back casual and fun guy who enjoys what he does and is appreciative. And that's so nice and refreshing, you know, to, to have people in the industry that are like that. And, and like you said, no, I, I just really appreciate people who are like, because we don't see a lot of it or not enough of it, I should say. So it, it's a, a pleasure to meet somebody or talk to somebody who is like that. Maybe, but you know, the assholes get the, they get the spotlight. <laughs> it's true. It's more fun to talk about a jerk than it is to talk about a really nice, sweet guy. Well, <laughs> you get all the press, right? it's true. You can't argue with that. That's true. <laughs> Right. Drama. I mean, why do we have to look at all this? Even the stories we tell are about drama and conflict. You know, it's our struggle. Oh, you're so right. You know, I mean, it's very nice of you to say, but you know, I think most of the people, I think most of the uh, people in Hollywood would are decent, good people. Good, good, good. Very few bad apples, but they get they get the spotlight and. I will tell you, we've been very blessed. We've had just some unbelievable guests on the show. All have been like yourself, very open and very nice and very friendly. And, and so I believe you're right. I believe that most are that way, but you can't argue what you said. That's fact. I mean, the assholes do get all the attention. So there you go. <laughs> I, didn't grow up, you know, I didn't grow up in that environment. So I had a perspective of real life before you know, I got the good fortune of Gilmore Girls. Good point. Good point. And so, yeah. So now what about the kids? What if they come to you and say, hey, I'm thinking I want to go this route. Would you encourage it or not encourage it or what? Oh, no. <laughs> it's, I mean, I have to say it is one of the hardest jobs. And I mean, one of the one of the things that I not the job itself, you know, but really what your job is as an actor or as a director, even. Uh, your journeyman. So your job is to find a job, and you spend most of your time finding a job. And you know, even if you were wanted to be a banker, but you went and interviewed at all the big banks, and every day you were going on a job interview and getting rejected day after day after day after day, people would think you were insane. Right. That's <laughs> true. Or just work as a mechanic, or why don't you go act? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. We do hear that a lot though. We we do hear your, your actors are professional auditioners. That's yeah. what the job is, is a professional auditioner. So I'm Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. I mean but hmm. so okay, so look audition for Gilmore Girls, I wouldn't have gotten the job. So okay, let me let me ask you then what what keeps you going? If if you're awful at auditioning, but you clearly love what you do, that the passion comes through just in this conversation alone, you could tell that. What keeps you motivated? What keeps you at it, like in the grind? Because we do have a lot of listeners who are trying to break into the industry. So, what advice would you give them, and what would you say keeps you at it, even though it is a a heavy industry of rejection and and you know sometimes not getting things? How, what what would you uh, advice would you give, or what keeps you in it? it's <laughs> a good answer crazy um, no I mean I think when you're just beginning I 
Okay. So that was a big part of it. You know, I, even though I was auditioning and, you know, hoping to get a commercial or, or even an agent, um, you know, I, I was still performing in front of an audience, and so I still got that need, you know, to make people laugh. I kept getting that, that every week. And so that helped a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's seriously though, that's good advice. I think, I think the, the, being naive of what you're walking into probably is the best way to go about sometimes. Honestly. Uh, Uh, It's it's always been my best friend in anything I do. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. This ridiculous, crazy overconfidence of like, oh, I could do that, going in and trying to do it. And then once you're halfway in the door, you're going, holy shit, this is really hard. Yeah. There you go. There you exactly. go. And I guess that would be the follow-up, push through. Exactly. No matter how hard it gets, push through if it's mm-hmm. something that you really want to do. I think I think a lot of success in Hollywood is attrition. You know, you just got to keep going mm-hmm. and trying and trying. It's a numbers game. Eventually, something will happen. You may not be the next, you know, big star, but to work, you can do it. It's doable. That's, there you go. Perfect advice. Yeah. I, I mean, I... I it all comes down to, I guess, how bad do you want it, yeah. and are you willing to to stay in it and mm-hmm. work for it? So, yeah, great, great advice. Uh, what, makes it, what makes it difficult is that there's so many people, you know. It's like, oh, I want to be a star and drive around in Hollywood and be a car. It's like, okay, that's not. That's what they sound like too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's a, that's such a positive outlook and yeah, way to look seriously. at it. That that is great. Um, it just it, like I said, insanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we like insanity. We are in crazy ant farm, so you know you fit right in, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, well, listen, man, this has been completely enjoyable. I mean, yes. you have just been an absolute pleasure to talk to. Uh, we, we could not be more thrilled. So, yeah, and Barcelona. Uh, so, just a little Spanish? Can you leave us with a little Spanish? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow, that was a lot of Spanish. Yeah, well, 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 what did that, that say? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you go. He had to throw in the coffee reference. Yeah. It wouldn't be a Gilmore Girl show without yeah. the coffee reference, right? Like, <laughs> it's all about the coffee. Seriously, man, open invite. Anytime you have anything that you want to promote or just come on and join us and talk about anything you want to talk about, man, this has been an absolute pleasure, and we can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us today, man. Well, thanks for having me on. It's been a real treat. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh-huh, you bet, man. Take care now, and, uh, well, it's still early there. I was going to mm-hmm. tell him have a good night, but it's still kind of early. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> all right, well, good night, Jackson. <laughs> We're going to continue our rainy day over here. You get you some good sleep, and uh, we'll be in touch soon, man. All right, take care. All right, you too. See Bye-bye. Just what a unique perspective of oh, the yeah. industry and, like, how to attack life in general. Like, okay, I feel like I can take two or three years off so i'm going to absolutely we're gonna go to barcelona yeah it's been just i mean he what an unbelievable guy yeah i just really like his attitude yeah i I mean you could just tell what 
how many times did we hear him say in that interview, it wasn't work, it yeah. wasn't work, it was exactly. Boy, if you're lucky enough to get on a set like that and with people like that mm-hmm. to where you just go in and it, you know, yeah. that, that that's the best kind, I think. Yeah, seriously. And, I mean, <laughs> I love his story about the kid, though. Like, you just give me the blueberry. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. I kind of see that, though. He, yeah. I mean, Jackson had a lot of iconic lines. Yeah, you know, he did. Unintentionally, but yeah. there they are, you know, and so... Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Well, that was a great. I, I, it was. Right. Thank yeah. you, Jackson Douglas, for coming on and joining us, man. Hell yeah! Great talk. All right, now it is time for our one and only Camille Chen coming on the show today, man. She's gonna be in yesterday. She was in game night. She's been working her tail off. Yeah, and I'm most excited because she worked with Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, I'm already jealous. Got to ask her about Aaron. Yeah, Sorkin. seriously, <laughs> seriously. She's gonna be a fun one, man. Just looking over her bio and the researching for this, man. She. I, we better be careful. She might be feisty. All right. Seriously. You might have seen her in a huge commercial. She does some pretty huge commercial work. So that's going to be fun to talk to her about. Yeah. The Old Navy Christmas commercial. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge. That's yeah. going to be fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Here she is. Hello. Hello. Hi. Is this Camille? It is. Hi. Hi. This is Logan. Hi, Logan. Hi. You're going to be talking to myself and Dustin today. What's Welcome up? inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Thank you. Uh, sorry, who else am I talking to? Dustin. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Dustin. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, living the dream. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, listen. Um, if you don't. If you don't mind, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pump while we're interviewing. That was probably TMI. You guys probably didn't know that, but <laughs> no, it's um, no problem anyway. at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm getting milk like a cow. Um, how are y'all doing? <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. We were just talking about man. We should just tell her straight up. Let her be as raunchy as possible. If yeah, she wants to be, I, let her go for yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you. This is a <laughs> wide open. We, we call it crazy for a reason. You could say do whatever. No, there's no TMI. You just have fun, have a good time. I love it. Oh okay. yes. We're so excited to talk to you today because we see you've been in a lot of stuff, honestly. I mean, you got Yesterday about to come out. You've been in God Friended Me, Game Night, Criminal Minds. Like, just so much to talk to you about today. Yeah. Actually, I'm actually living the dream. Yes. Yes. Literally. Literally. But what we like to do is we like to introduce you to the listeners and the new listeners out there. So we like to start off with how you got started in the industry, what made you want to do it. I see you were uh, you didn't get started until high school, right? Yeah, I didn't really get started in high school. I my first acting gig, I, I guess, my um, senior year, I did a multiple Mhm. Um, I played uh, the only Asian character because back then there was not colorblind casting. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. So there's, I don't think anybody else auditioned for it, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> so it was a shoe yeah, in. It so, was a shoe um, in. <laughs> it, was, it was a shoe in. Yeah, the only, uh, her name was Connie Wong. And I just remember because I was in choir, so I sang. Mm-hmm. And, my, and my choir teacher said, well, you should audition for the... Um, annual musical, and I did, and, and again, a shoo-in, but <laughs> I remember my, <laughs> I did acting private with the theater teacher, because I had never acted before, and he, he basically would give me redirection or coaching, and I would do my monologue again, and it would be the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just did this. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he, I think he kind of gave up, he was like, okay. Um, well, at least you can sing, 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But yeah, it was that, that was my hilarious. first thing. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it must have been a good experience, though. I mean, since it made you want to pursue acting and go into the theater program at the University of Texas, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. It it was thrilling and um, I don't know I and again and the theater students at my high school weren't uh, uncool mm-hmm. you know that can happen at some school yeah um, we, the, people came to the show and they enjoyed it mm-hmm. and um, it was definitely an ego boost <laughs> yeah <kind> of, yeah <laughs> I can I can, kind of, can uh, kind of relate to that a little bit because I didn't start acting until I got into high school as well and it was also my choir teacher who uh, introduced me to it and it was kind of like a family niche like the own little group it was really cool to get to experience something like that yeah yeah I guess I didn't really belong to any clique yeah. in high school um I, I kind of floated around and so yeah it felt cool to belong to a group yeah you know definitely I just love it I, I love reading the bio though how how real you are I just I, I love how you we had to change tits and ass to this and that yeah and I wasn't five two I was five six so I had to change that yeah. I just love how real you are with it and you're like yeah no this is how it really went down. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it's silly because even now when um I mean well we'll skip forward to this but um when I was pregnant I there was so much hiding it there Mm -hmm. was so much like oh god you can't be pregnant Mm. or this character can't be pregnant and I was kind of like why the fuck not (laughs) (laughs) I love that it was crazy yeah it was and all of my jobs during except for one um and I kind of, I don't want to call out because the network will probably be like, you know, I don't right. want to shame the network. They'll, they'll be calling you right after yeah. this interview. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's so much fear behind, there's so much fear behind it. But the only job that did not make me feel bad about it was a uh, single parent. Mm. And Liz Merriweather, who, um, you know, created it, she had just had a baby and Jason Weiner, who uh, was an EP on it, he has a one-year-old. And it was kind of like the most supportive group. Mm-hmm. But other than that, all of my jobs were kind of like borderline, times up, pregnant women in the workplace experiences. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's silly. Well, yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think it's ridiculous to, to even have it be an issue. And we had a, another guest on a while back, Diana Wright, who's been working with a lot of stuff going on out there to try to get curve that a little bit. You know, um, having a, a workplace that's conducive to pregnant uh, moms, both in front of and behind the camera, and a daycare that's available on set if you do have a new child, and like yourself, who has to pump and has to do, you know, the things that a young mother would do, a, a new mother would do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I just worked on a pilot of CBS called um, Carol's Second Act. It's it's Patricia Heaton's new pilot. Yeah. And it's hilarious, (laughs) and she was the most supportive. She has four sons, and she said, the only way I got through um, being able to be a mother to, to three sons at the time was because Raymond was so, everybody loves Raymond, was so supportive. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the schedule, yeah. 
the schedule, they were, like, so accommodating to her, you know, being able to pump and take them to school. Mm-hmm. And it, she told a story that one day her sons were like, Mom, are you on a TV show? Because she was just living life right. normally as if she, yeah, as if she was only to them. And they had seen her on a billboard. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were like, Mom, why is your face up there? Right. Like, um, uh, do you know about yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> but it, exactly. But they were so supportive, and, and she was so supportive about me bringing my daughter to set. She was like, please, bring her to set. We are so supportive of women, oh, you know, wow. moms in the workplace. And it was awesome. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on your daughter. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Thank you. You bet. And uh, you can tell already you're going to raise a strong woman because you seem to be a strong woman yourself. Yes. And, and you're going to set her on the right path early, and that's a great thing. Thank you. I hope so. I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about your first paid job because I honestly, I'll admit, I am a fan. Uh, Miss Congeniality. What was that like to work on that one with, like, Sandra Bullock? <laughs> I'll, I'll have... You're... You're a fan of miscongeniality. I love that. I, I am. I'm just gonna say, like, <laughs> um, it was amazing. It was my first. Yeah, it was my first um, union job. Although in Texas, Texas is a right to work state, so mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't have to join the union um, at the time. Um, I mean, it was amazing. They shot on our campus, mm-hmm. and we. I worked with very closely with 25 other girls. It was a, there was like it was a cattle call audition mm-hmm. where we basically. <laughs> I don't know if this would fly now, but we basically had to pretend that we were in a pageant. So we would line up and walk to the front of the line and introduce ourselves. Um, and I remember, did I have to wear a bathing suit? I think I remember having to wear a bathing suit. That, I don't think that would fly now. <laughs> is it sad? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, I'm like, like uh, uh, okay, did, did, what, what kind of shady stuff was going down? Did you get the director say, no, no, you got to be in a bathing suit. You got to... No, I know. Um, and... We, it was like being a sorority. Uh, we, I, I, we worked every day for about a month, and we also traveled to San Antonio and shot on the Riverwalk, and it was so fun. And Sandra Bullock was so nice at the time. She was dating a local Austin musician. Um, he was the lead singer of a band called The Scabs. His mm. name was Bob Schneider. Yeah. Not to be confused with Rob Schneider. No, <laughs> no, um, no confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, oh, Sandra Bullock and Rob Schneider. Right, who knows? They could be good. They could be good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, she was so nice. And, and she would, you know, be like, hey, we're going to go see Bob's band at Anton's tonight. Y'all should come. Just inviting us, you know. Yeah. A bunch of, and I was 19 at the time. So just a bunch of, I couldn't even get into the bars, you know. <laughs> But with Sandra Bullock, you could. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, also, I had a fake ID. There you go. Oh, there it hey, is. See? Real. I exactly. love real guests. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to ask you a question, though, since you brought it up, because we have a lot of listeners who are trying to get into the industry. Yeah. And we're right now currently based right outside of New Orleans, uh, which... Louisiana and Mississippi are right-to-work states. So can you explain that a little bit? Because I think a lot of people in, around this area are scared to death to try to audition for a union project yeah. because they think that they immediately have to join the union yeah. and somehow pay the dues and stuff. So talk about that a little bit, about that process with the right-to-work state and how you did that. Okay, I this was a very long time ago. So it's 
the unions are much stronger now mm-hmm. and uh, with SAG-AFTRA um, merging mm-hmm. and like the whole commercial industry going berserk, mm-hmm. you know, all these commercial shooting non-union and mm-hmm. now we're going on strike and we're yep. striking against BBA. Yeah. So um, back then, so in 1990, what, nine? Was that when this congeniality came out? 1999? Something like 98? that. Something like that. <laughs> um. It was very different. Mm-hmm. I think now uh, actors are afraid and they have a legitimate reason to be mm-hmm. afraid because the union's so much stronger. So I don't know. Back then, I just was Taft Hartley. And basically, when I moved to L.A., um, I booked my first commercial and basically was forced to join the union Yeah, at that point. But I don't know, honestly, about now, because now there's FICOR, and, which is like a loophole so people can work union and non-union, but it's looked down upon by union members. And mm-hmm. But then, the, on the flip side, people are trying to support their families, and That's I have true. friends who do a lot of print work, which is mainly non-union, and they're like, well, you know what, fuck it, I have a daughter, mm-hmm. or I have a family that I need to support, so... I don't care what you guys think Absolutely. in the union. There you go. Perfect. I, I, that's a perfect explanation. I mean, I, you, you got to call it the way it is. And, yeah. and the industry has radically changed over the last decade or so. You're right. Um, and now getting into the, the animation, the people who are doing voices for video games and, and all oh of the gosh, different things. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it really has radically changed. Thank you for that. I, th- I think that's really solid advice for people who are listening. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's subjective. It's individual, Mm -hmm. and um, who am I to judge you? Until it starts really affecting union work, which it's kind of doing in uh, commercials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's starting to really affect commercials, which sucks. So we got to figure something out about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean, you brought it up. You're huge into the commercials. I mean, we see that you booked your huge first Old Navy holiday campaign commercial. That one, I'm pretty sure... (laughs) Everybody in the country yeah, has big seen. Big fan. You were Miss Congeniality, but I'm a big fan of the old Navy Christmas <laughs> commercials, all right? I'm yeah, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> it's so funny because when I met my husband, he's going to kill me for saying this. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> um, We met in 2008, but I think those commercials came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, they aired all the time. Oh, yeah. my, mm-hmm. my friends were like, get off my television. <laughs> <laughs> So annoying. Um, but he said that we met and he would like cyber stalk me and watch those oh my commercials. And I was like, that's what you watch? Right. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Hey, that's so funny. I mean, whatever does the trick. I mean, right. You know, exactly. Old Navy commercials, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. And I was like, that's what you watch to, you know. And I was like, what are you? <laughs> like, not Hallow's End or, you know. Oh my goodness, um, that's so funny. As long as anyway, it wasn't yeah, like that's... before the wedding, he's like, I'm going to need you to wear this scarf right, like... set you know, you know, when you walk on. <laughs> I need to hear the jingle. I need to hear that's the right. jingle. I know. He's like, um, can you wear a performance, please? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, we shot six of those commercials. Damn. That commercial audition process was crazy because I had four auditions. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because they were trying to pair everybody up, and then we all had to sing. And then when... It's weird. Why did they do that? Why did they have us sing? Because we 
we all went into the recording studio, but once they cut the commercials together, my voice was used for Lauren Hastings. Oh. Oh. Like, Lauren... Wow. Yeah, Lauren Hastings was like... I was like, that's my voice coming out of her yeah. so <laughs> You're like, uh, wait a why, second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why they had us audition singing when it didn't matter if you could sing or not, really. That's um, but as we've determined earlier in the interview, you can sing. Yes, exactly. At least you can sing, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You're not gonna make me sing, are you? Uh, no, no, no. We promise. We promise. Well, maybe. No. <laughs> uh, but is there like a is there a particular jingle that you like from all your commercials? Is there one that just hits your heart the most? Um, uh, the the state part. <laughs> it aired for so many years. Yeah. Um, That's so. Yeah, funny. that was fun to shoot um, because. I got to improv and ad lib, and they had me do it a million different ways. Mm-hmm. So originally, it was—I mean, we did do the dollar on the fishing hook, but we also did a metal detector. We also tried like treasure buried underneath the ground. Oh wow! It was yeah. There were a bunch of different um, alternatives yeah. to that, and they they went for the dollar. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, what was that process like? How long do they normally have you guys on set for commercials? Well, the Old Navy commercial, um, usually it's it's like a 12-hour day mm-hmm. for a commercial. Yeah. Which, yeah, so for the State Farm commercial, we shot for like 12 or 14 hours. Um, but that's not continuous shooting. There's a lot of waiting around mm-hmm. for other yeah. shots to get set up and stuff. But um, the Old Navy commercial, we shot six nationals in a week oh, so wow. we shot one yeah we shot one commercial for a week mm-hmm. and uh each day was about 12 hours oh nice nice now i mean booking oh, yeah. booking stuff here and there from commercials and small different roles you got to work with the legendary aaron sorkin is that yeah. right i'm so jealous i said <laughs> yeah. i said this in our intro for you I, I i'm just a huge sorkin fan and I, I think honestly sunset strip was one of the most underrated sorkin pro, uh, programs ever like i i wish it would have Aww. lasted longer so yeah i'm totally jealous you worked on that <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, it. I just don't think, well, first of all, it came out the exact same time as 30 Rock, which yeah. was the same premise. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people who uh, controlled the Nielsen ratings, like in Kansas and Nebraska, really cared about the behind the scenes of, like, how a network show ran. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they got it. And so when we got the back nine order from NBC, they released started trying to get the ratings up by steering more towards Nate Cordry's mm-hmm. brother's storyline in the military. Mm-hmm. And I think they were trying to appeal more to, you know, the general population in America. Yeah. I think people in our business and people in LA and New York loved the show for what it was, but most people didn't care. Like my mom didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like, a really good point though. Um sorry. Uh, it's sports night. I felt was like that. Mm. Suffered the same fate. Like you know, it was a brilliant show yeah. about the behind the scenes of a sports show on cable. But maybe a lot of people just didn't catch on to it or right. just didn't find it. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate because it's brilliant stuff. Yeah, but that's why West Wing was such a success because everybody you know loved politics, mm-hmm. or the majority of people understood and were interested in politics. So, yeah. but Aaron was amazing to work with. He was very involved. 
He was at every camera rehearsal. I mean, he came in for every new setup and watched camera rehearsal. Oh, wow. wow. And collaborated with us. And I, re- I remember um, before we, uh, because my, my role was a last minute addition. Mm-hmm. And before he, he had really established my character's name, he asked me if my family would mind if he spelled my last name L-I which is actually the communist spelling of Lee. Mm. And because I'm Taiwanese, mm-hmm. and he said, so would your family be offended if we spelled it L-I as opposed to L-E-E? And I thought that was just so um, considerate of him to Absolutely. even think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's so smart um, and so involved, and he was awesome. And now awesome. has made the transition to directing himself. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Well, we couldn't have you on without talking about yesterday. We just had Deanna Bermudez on the show talking about it. So oh. now it's your turn. Man, we just love the premise. I mean, what would music be like without the Beatles, honestly? <laughs> right. Like, oh, my gosh. I was so, when I got, when I booked it, because I had no idea what it was about mm-hmm. um, when I auditioned for it, um, I was freaking out but i signed an nda and i was like oh my god i want to tell everyone right. amazing. <laughs> um yeah it's so good and um richard curtis is amazing again very hands-on mm-hmm. um there and and collaborative like with if i had an idea about saying something different he'd be like yeah try that you know mm-hmm. uh, just so open and um, Danny Boyle. I mean, they're just the most loving couple of guys. And they flew to LA to, uh, and I auditioned for them. And Danny read with me, and he acted with me. I mean, it was just a dream, an actor's dream. I bet that that had to be freaking fantastic. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, Danny Boyle. Yeah, that's a, oh man. Yeah, and I totally get the NDA because this idea, this premise is so unique, so original. It's yeah. just like I, I absolutely love the story. Congrats on getting booked and, and being a part of it because I think it's going to do huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in the day and Thank age, of, I feel like everybody's telling the same story. So I feel like this is completely new. Nobody's ever heard of anything like this. I know. And working with Kate McKinnon was amazing. Yeah. And for Lily James, uh, too. Oh, man. Yeah. I actually, I did meet her. All of my scenes were with um, Hamish and um, Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I mean, just, yeah, and Kate's blowing up, too. I mean, yeah. she's having quite the ride as well. Um, Yeah, it just, it just the, like I said, the idea of working on a film that storyline is so unique. And, and in, oh, in yeah. the day and age of all these remakes and reboots oh. and all the stuff, this this idea, this original premise, and to be involved in that, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Because, like I said, I think it's just going to do huge at the box office. I mean, the, who, who doesn't love the Beatles? Yeah, And exactly. then this idea of a world without the Beatles. I mean, everybody, I just, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Congratulations, really. Thank you. And, and you know, we have our we have our little theories on who we think uh the two feet are and at, when they're at uh <laughs> Oh, James Corden. Yeah, yeah, James Corden's interview. Uh, we have our little theories. Is it is it John and Paul? Is it John and Paul? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, man. She's like, I'd tell you, but <laughs> but it is what it is. All right, so should we put her yeah. on the spot, sing a little Beatles song? No. <laughs> What? No, no. She said, hold on, hold on. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Well, what do you got coming yeah. up? What's the future looking like for you? Um, well, I just shot this pilot. Um, I'm pretty, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm pretty sure it's going to go. It's really funny. It's a half-hour multicam, um, and it's, like I said, Patricia Heaton, Kyle McLaughlin, um, Jean-Luc Billadeau. He was on Baby Daddy. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see, did y'all, yeah. Yep. Um, and then this hilarious comedian, Sabrina Jalise, and um, Lucas Ness from Raising Hope. Oh, nice. So funny. Yeah. That um, awesome. And Bonnie Dennison. Do y'all know Bonnie Dennison? She was on, she started in soaps, but she's gorgeous and hilarious. No, not familiar um, with the name, but I mean, it does, it sounds like a phenomenal cast. Yeah, seriously, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's really funny. It's about, um, it's about Patty basically taking on her second career. Mm. At, and so she's an intern at a hospital, um, but she's in her 50s. Mm. Awesome. Um, among a bunch of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, I'm still shooting a bunch of commercials. And um, and then yesterday, which yes. originally was called All You Need Is Love. Mm. What do y'all like better? I, I like yesterday. I, I, I do too, yesterday. Yeah. I think it, it hints more to, towards the storyline. Yeah. Like yesterday hints to when the the existence of the Beatles, yeah. who now no, nobody knows. Exactly. I mean, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Man. But that's awesome. We can't um, we can't wait for all of this stuff. And of course, we're gonna have to have you back on when it comes out. Oh yeah. Confident that the sitcom's gonna hit and when yesterday comes out, we'll have you on for both. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, thanks guys. Absolutely. Of, of course, of course. Well what we like to do to end up and wrap up these interview segments is have our guests with leave a little piece of advice for those up-and-comers trying to break into the entertainment industry. You know, what pitfalls to try to avoid and, you know, some things to help them to their advantage. Okay. Um, I, I, I started coaching a couple of auditions, and I had my who I coached for an audition for a series regular, and mm-hmm. she was... It took a minute. She, she overthought a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But once she let go, once we rehearsed it with all the notes and her needs and objectives, um, and she really just focused on me, um, she was amazing. And Mm -hmm. then she went to the audition, and I just said, focus on the need. Do not focus on, I really hope I book this. Just be in the scene and do the work. Mm -hmm. Because this is your job, is auditioning. Exactly. And if you happen to book something, awesome. Exactly. Um, And then that will be your job. Mm -hmm. But she texted me, and she was like, I just felt like I was trying to control the scene. I felt, like, so in my head about trying to control, like, oh, on this line, I'm Mm going to get really angry. And I was like, you you just need to make the reader the most important person in the room mm-hmm. and get what you want from that person. Know your objective, know your need, and if it helps you to personalize it, what the scene means to you, um, and you don't have to tell anybody who it is that you're talking to, Right. it helps you release. It mm-hmm. helps you let go. And she was like, I know, I just needed to be in the flow and... Mm-hmm couldn't have gone wrong mm-hmm. i i love and that i think it's yeah, yeah i think that's great advice not only for it, attempting to get into acting but for life yeah don't overthink it live exactly. in the moment and and go for it just I do mean, it yeah just do it I, I, great advice yeah seriously yeah, yeah, there's so much out of your control. Mm-hmm. There's so much, and other people's behavior, and when people are annoying you, or when you're 
mom or your wife or husband, like there's something that you hate that they're, they're doing, mm-hmm. you cannot change that. The only thing you can focus on is yourself and your choices and your behavior. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Man. you can't control if the casting director or the producer thinks that you look like an ex-boyfriend who cheated on her. And But even though you did the best work you could do, she's like, you know what? There's something about that guy mm-hmm. right. that like I don't like. Mm-hmm. Not oh your God. problem. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, that's something that that's the first we've heard of that. But I got to imagine yeah. that's that's a lot. Yeah. For whatever. Because how do time. you know? You don't know exactly. why you didn't get it. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you blew the audition. There could be numerous reasons why you didn't get it. Exactly. Like, that's great so to hear somebody say that. Reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's there are just... so many reasons. You could be like, honestly, this is a fucking ridiculous reason. But like, uh, you know what? He's too tall. He's too He's t- and and it, who um they don't think about oh you know what we could put the other actress who's already booked on an apple box mm-hmm. they don't there's their imaginations are so limited sometimes mm-hmm. and they're just thinking about money and oh does their face look great on a billboard <sighs> how right. are they marketable how many social media followers do they have right. which I think Definitely. is fucking ridiculous yeah. now. Um, so all you can do is just go in and do your best. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's great to hear because we hear from a lot of people, honestly, that we interview about how they go into an audition process and people ask them, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Like, we just think that's so ridiculous how it's become such a form of the industry that you have to be a part of it. It's insane, but it's also valid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the world we're living in and there are so many social media stars who have gotten, you know, deals like, and, and some of them can hold their own, Mm -hmm. but some of them can't. Right. So that's where it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the catch me outside girl, like why, why does she have a record deal? That makes no sense to me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's just crazy. I know. (laughs) It's just, it's just crazy. (laughs) So speaking of, we should tell everybody where to find you on social media. Yeah. I mean, might as well point them your way. <laughs> no, I refuse. Um, <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm not really on Facebook, but I I do post on Instagram sometimes, and it's at that Asian actress. <laughs> That's great. That's I fantastic. love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but listen, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come talk with us and get a little crazy with us on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Absolutely. Thanks so much. You guys are really fun. Of oh, course. you too. And of like course. we said, open invite. You know, if the hit, sitcom hits, which fingers crossed, but we all think it's going to. Yeah. I mean, it can't miss with that cast. No, on. exactly. You know, and yesterday comes back out, open invite. We'd love to have you back on to talk about them. Yep. Oh, thanks, guys. Not a Good problem. luck with everything. Have an amazing week. Oh, Thank you, you too. Thank you. You're just phenomenal, and we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Man, she was real. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like really uh, yeah. fun. She's like, hey, I'm just going to pump if hey, you don't yeah, mind. Listen, listen. <laughs> like, she's perfect yeah. for this show. Well, like, and boom. she tells both sides of the industry either joining the union and not joining the union. Like, yeah. pros and cons of both sides. Well, yeah. And you can tell this is someone who's experienced both sides exactly. of it, you know, because she is a commercial actress. So, mm-hmm. and as, as we know, you know, our friend Ed Asner said, they're, they're, that's a hardcore battle yeah. going on right now. 
And then, like, the flip side of it, being in a right-to-work state and taking advantage of that. So it's always nice to hear somebody who's had the experience in all different kinds of things. Yeah. Because what we say about this show all the time, if you want to get into the industry, this is a show you should be listening to just because of guests like her. Exactly, exactly. We are the one-stop shop. (laughs) Oh, man, those were some phenomenal interviews. Thank you so much, both of you guys, for coming on the show. Absolutely. You know, I mean, just Jackson is hilarious. He really is, man. Hilarious. And Camille? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, no, but. I was caught off a little guard at the beginning. I was like, oh, oh, okay. You just knew it was going to be crazy, and she delivered. She was awesome. definitely. But thank you guys again for tuning along, getting crazy with us on this 63rd episode. It's been fantastic. Make sure to follow us at all of our social media handles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Crazy Ant Media. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, anywhere like that. Make sure to go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where we are selling t-shirts now, guys. They look great. They really do. We're looking into a whole bunch of other merchandise so you guys can start looking a little crazy and getting a little crazy with us. You know, you know. Yeah, and huge shout out to everybody who's bought them so far. They're selling really well. I love you guys rocking the logo and bonk, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, they look great, man. They They really really do. do. But thank you guys again for tuning along. And one more thing. Oh, bro!